Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. Now, this time last year, Limerick lost a sport enthusiast, fitness expert and a man who raised money for charity and loved doing it, Blue Shinners. For the first time, Paula Shinners, his wife, has opened up about losing her partner in life on a day when she wants him to be remembered. And she's been chatting to our Anne-Marie about it. I know quite a few people that have um, their kids have moved off, in particularly Australia in the last few years with the recession and so forth, you know, and until it hits you as a family, you don't realise what, what, what they're going through. You thank, thank God for Skype and, you know, the forms of uh, media. Yeah. Limerick's Blue Shinner is there and this day one year ago, his wife Paula got the awful news of his tragic passing. She remembers that day. Blue left the house smiling, happy as he always did, telling a joke, uh, waving at the neighbours at half past six, quarter to seven that evening and never returned. I got a phone call from my sister-in-law asking me was I at home and I said, yeah, yeah, I am. And she said, well, Blue's taking a turn in the gym. And I goes, what do you mean a turn? And she goes, look, she said, I'm coming over to collect you. And I goes, no, sure, I'll drive. And I goes, actually, I can't drive. I'm after having a glass of wine, I said. And I said, okay, I said, feckin' idiot. I said, as you would say to, about anybody. I said, what does he have to do to himself, thinking he'd twisted his ankle? Or he... I went around the house collecting his glasses because I know he'd want to read something and um, a change of T-shirt. And, and that was it. We arrived to the hospital and we were called aside and we were told that Blue had passed away in the gym, that he effectively was dead before he hit the ground. Um, of course, you, you sit there and you, you see people's mouths moving and it all goes into slow motion and overdrive at the same time in your head. And Blue's sister was alongside, other sister was alongside me at the time. And I, she says to this day, I let out this huge scream that it was either I know I said or bring me to him or something to that effect. I have no real recollection of that couple of hours. I have a recollection of collecting the glasses, getting into Rita's car. I have a recollection of laughing and joking with the girls going out to the hospital. But now in hindsight, when I look back, I can see that they were upset about something. But I didn't see that at that moment in time. I do remember two doctors sitting in front of me and I do remember them saying to me that Blue had passed away. They did everything they could do to revive him. They had, um, I think they conversation they had with me was they had used the paddles on him seven or eight times and to no avail that they could confirm for me there and then that he had passed away before he hit the ground. Um, again, none of that made sense. I left Blue Shinners at half six that evening, happy, healthy, big business about to develop and me just coming back from New York. So I didn't see how that could this could be my life. So I, I obviously I choose to blank out those couple of minutes of that hour of time. The nurses are saying, do you want to see him? And you're thinking, Who do I, what do I do first? Do I tell the children in America? Because I had two children in America at the mm. time. So then we were brought in to see Blue. And in fairness, the priests, before you realise that there's priests around you and there's a guard around you. And because the death, as they say, wasn't suspicious circumstances, but because it hap- happened the way it did, they needed to interview me to see had he been well and was he happy going out the door and they, all these questions come at you very, very, very quickly and you're trying to think, how do I answer these questions because this isn't my life, this is not this is not Blue Shinners, this can't be Blue lying here on the bed alongside you. Um, I found it very daunting that, they, that he was sitting up and I don't know if I even should say this out loud, but Blue's mouth was hanging open and Blue didn't like that. I knew Blue would like to have looked well, even in the position he was in in the hospital. If that makes any sense to anybody, and anybody that knew Blue Shinners, he presented himself so well all the time. Um, 
my sister brought it to my attention, believe it or not. She said to me, blue wouldn't look like to look like that. And I thought, oh my God, yeah, let's get that fixed quickly. It's strange the things that go through your head. And you're thinking now, oh my God, did we really worry about something small like that when none of us knew what else to do at the time? Mm. It's shock, isn't it? It is, it absolutely, is absolutely. And then you're finding out that people are telling other people. And one of my children was told in a, in a manner in, in the United States that she'd never been told that way as well. And I... It should have come from me. It should have. I was the next of kin, and it should have come through me. But it came through social media, believe it or not. That frightened me to know mm. that. Was there a, a diagnosis? Is it sudden? We're told is that Blue passed away before he, he even hit the ground. But rolled back six months prior to that, Blue had a stent put in. I don't know. I don't mind saying this publicly now. Um, Blue kept that to himself because Blue's business was health and fitness. But Blue's stent was put in for. Hereditary reasons, DNA, basically you can't get away from genetics. So how has the last year been for Paula Shinners? My children have been absolute rocks, but I'm still the one that closes the door at night myself. I'm still the one that sets the alarm for myself. And that's the thing that freaked me out the most, um, were things like uh, setting the alarm, making sure the bins got out on time. Uh, we didn't have an alarm before, to be honest. Um, blue was the alarm. And now the house is quiet, Emery, to be honest. After that, it felt like treacle. And I know it sounds really, really weird to say something like that, but it felt like I was walking through treacle to get from my front door to my kitchen, which is only probably about 10 steps. You don't realise that that short distance can take you such a long time. Like I would stop and I would sit on the stairs. I would I would play with the lampshade in the, in the, in the hall before I'd open the kitchen door because he always was always there at five o'clock every single day of my marriage that mobile phones have been around even at least that Blue would ring you at 10 to 5 and say, what's for dinner? So when you don't have that anymore, you stop cooking for yourself. You don't have that solace. You don't have that backup. And you don't have that other person to say, my day at work was crap today or my day was amazing. I almost think I'm going to have a breakdown today and I'm never going to be able to function properly again. And the odd day I've had in the last couple, in the last 12 months, the last 10 months anyway, at least since Cynthia went back to America, I've had those days that I just can't physically get up out of the bed. And I think today should be the day I should have lots of drink and stay in bed and watch movies. Or And then I get up mm. because the sun comes up and the cat needs to be fed. And so it was Blue's cat. Blue had cats and dogs and he stole the neighbour's dogs and whenever he could and he would open his door to every kind of animal and whatever. So, so I have to look after Blue's cat, obviously, because she does give out a lot, in fairness. You contacted the radio station yeah. and I suppose you said to us you wanted him to be remembered on the anniversary or mark this, this time, didn't you? I did, I did. Now, and a lot of people that wouldn't know Blue would say personally, very personally, I suppose, um, Blue had his faith and Blue was fairly religious and... Um, and we will do the mass thing and we will do the lighting of the candles and we will go like Blue was cremated and Blue's still at home with me I just wanted Blue back in the radio station again if that mm. makes sense to you guys and back on the air again um, he loved being in here with you guys he loved the chats and even if he didn't come in to be on the air he came in to be chatting to Joe or chatting to Mark or whoever or even yourself hard to Thank believe you. it's the year yeah um, but thanks a million for coming in. Really Thank appreciate you. it. Appreciate it. Thank you. You've done them proud. The opportunities are there, you know. We're delighted for these uh, opportunities for our kids. Adam has done nearly eight, nine years of college now, so it's great to see that he has huge opportunity. He's such a young man. Why not go out there and see that world and take it on, you know? So just any moms and dads listening out there, your kids, they might be wild, they might be this. The most important thing is get them into <laughs> some kind of activity. I got him into the gym, and the structure of the gym gave him structure for his academics, and that's how it worked for him, for me. And... Uh, I'd advise anybody out there that has somebody that needs a, a kind of a structured day, um, you know, your training will do that. 
Call Limerick today now on 461995.